everybody and welcome to another episode of Magic with Zuby. My name is Zuby D for bringing you to this show. The show is all about a little well-known card game called Magic the Gathering. On today's episode, we brought on none other than the queen of cardboard, Beth, who is in charge of the community of cardboard discord, which has just recently been started up in the past couple months, I think it's been. And we talked on, we talked about what it's like to be a newer magic creator what it's like you know developing your own community and talking about magic and much much more um hope you all really enjoy this interview with her but before we get into that let's get a few announcements out of the way here uh you can uh find this podcast on itunes google play stitcher TuneIn radio and spotify and you can find it on youtube by searching uh magic Wazubi on youtube or just go to the links below in the show notes and uh oh yeah uh, i'm on facebook twitter instagram tiktok all that just look for magic Wazubi. all that stuff because i'm really good at social media and all that and then you can email me at mtgzb at gmail.com if you have any questions or concerns um i will be at command fest philadelphia and i am looking forward to meeting some of y'all and playing some commander but the first thing I am doing when I get to Command Fest Philadelphia is running up those Rocky Balboa steps. I'm sorry, it's got to happen. So I think that about does. Oh, that's right. Uh, we are sponsored by Cardsphere.com, the best place to buy, trade, and sell your magic singles and sealed product. Definitely go check them out and sign up today. It is. It, it may seem a little confusing trading cards, but trust me. Once you get once you get into the swing of things, it's super easy. It's nice way to get rid of that bulk just just go do it do it now oh, have you done it yet okay all right good good otherwise also check out ultrasleeves.com we are sponsored by them use coupon code magic with zuby i am glad that seeing some of you are using that coupon code it does help support the show help support me to put money back into the show uh, any proceeds i do make um, you know, from sponsorships or anything like that ads, it goes straight back into the show. Um, so, and any, anything like that does help. So yeah, that, that, that's about, that about does it for any announcements. So without further ado, please help me in welcoming Beth to the show. Hey everybody, Zuby here, and I've got with me none other than the amazing Beth, aka you might know her as the queen of cardboard. We've got royalty with us here tonight. Um, Thank you for coming on. Thanks for asking me. I feel like I always try to guest on other things, but I think one of my favorite things is actually just sitting down and talking about magic. So I love yeah. being on podcasts. I have mine too. It's probably my one of my favorite things to do is just talking, BSing with other magic content creators. And, you, you know, we'll talk magic and then we'll get into other stuff that's usually yeah. non-magic related, which is, you know, I don't care. It's my show. I'll, I'll talk about whatever I want. <laughs> it's my show. I'll talk about what I want to. So how's it going? How are you doing tonight? Doing really good. I am super excited. It's summer. My kid's last day of school is tomorrow. So I'm Ooh. spending tomorrow at a fifth grade graduation. And then um, two weekends from now, I will be at Command Fest Richmond, which will be my first ever Ooh. like in-person event. I've never been to any kind of comic-con or anything like that so oh, i'm really? actually yeah it's my little secret I, I usually avoid things like this but i'm actually really pumped and excited to be going so i haven't been to a quote-unquote command fest yet but i've been to a lot of 
Grand Prix and Magic Fest, um, which I'm assuming they're pretty similar, but it's just more command fo- commander focused. Um, but they uh, can be yeah. a lot of fun, but damn, they can be um, exhausting too. Like, yeah, I'm I'm super excited. I have a uh, a couple friends that are from this area that are going up, and then. I'm meeting a couple of online friends, so I'm actually getting um, an Airbnb with my husband, oh, nice. that guy TCG, and or Corey from the Command Crew, and Southernmost DM or Matt. We're all hosting like a little Airbnb party house type thing. So I'm oh, really dang. excited for that. Like, um, I'm almost more excited for that and like the after party stuff and uh, the, you know, the shenanigans we're going to get into than actually getting into the command fest itself. So. Oh, that that's some of the most fun to me, honest, like just getting yeah. to meet people, hang out and yeah, you know, playing the magic. That's cool. But no, that's the best. So, <laughs> so when is command fest Richmond going on? Um, it is the third through the fifth. Oh, so not oh, this June. weekend, okay, but so the next, next week. weekend, a week and a half away. Yeah, yeah. It, it's got the only one I'm gonna be able to make is Philadelphia, because it's in June. I've got so much travel going on in June for work. Like I'm gonna be at Vegas the weekend of Command Fest Vegas, but I'll be working, so I won't be able to go. <laughs> You should just be like, let me in. <laughs> no, I'll be, I'll be stuck in some hotel room or hotel conference room just working, unfortunately. Oh, no. that's That sounds really sad. I've only been to Vegas once. It was actually for my 22nd birthday um, as a, like, play on my 21st birthday because I was pregnant on my 21st birthday. Yeah. Um, and I don't remember much, I'm going to be honest, but what I do remember was wild, crazy, and a lot of fun. So I couldn't imagine going to Vegas and just being stuck in a room all day, like, yeah, it, these shows and do stuff. It, it'll be the first time, like, I've been to Vegas a bunch, even a few times for work, but it was when I had a different position um, mm-hmm. than what I'm doing now. But yeah, it'll be the first time where we'll, we'll be able to get to have some fun at night but i won't be able to stay up late or anything like that which is the worst part it's like how do you not be stay up late (laughs) while in vegas and all that stuff exactly so it's i mean the last time i went uh my wife and i celebrated we renewed our vows for our 10-year wedding anniversary and it was the first time i time traveled beth (laughs) (laughs) okay (laughs) so so i don't know if you partake or anything like that but i first time i did an edible and it was um yeah it was fucking crazy um um i do not partake currently because it is not legal where i am but whenever i go home i'm from uh, california whenever i go home i definitely partake um but the last time i was in vegas it wasn't legal so i did not partake and it was uh I gotta, but I'm gonna tell you, like, I got so choisty that we went to a couple shows, a couple um, of the Cirque du Soleil shows, yeah. and one of the shows, the fir- the only thing I remember is that there were like two girls in a fishbowl, and I was like, "What is happening?" <laughs> I remember a really annoying voice. Then I took a nap, woke up, and then we went back to another bar. Oh God. So, 
Yeah, I was. Yeah, it was. It was definitely a trip. Oh no, no, that's awesome. Yeah, it, it's. I, I think you live just. I think north of me. You're from Georgia, right? I uh, I do live in Georgia currently. <laughs> yeah, I, I'm in good old Florida. Florida man, right here, born and bred. <laughs> <gasps> and God, All let right. me tell you, it's it's fucking crazy down here. Which I don't. I mean, Georgia's not any better, but it's yeah, it's bad. Yeah, I um, I it's definitely funny because I would never before living in Georgia have identified as someone from California, but I uh, I feel it here. Yeah, like it, it's Georgia. I mean, the times I've been in Georgia, I've been to Atlanta and a few other. I get oh god I can't remember some of the other places but it it can be really pretty out there like Georgia can be really pretty but damn some of those laws up there like ass backwards and all that yeah um I live in like I think Augusta is one of the it's like the third or fourth it's one of the bigger areas of people it's definitely a military town um so it's not like the mountains when people talk about, oh, they went to the mountains or they went to Helen or, yeah, and I like yeah. Savannah and I like Charleston, which is in South Carolina. And, um, but I will be honest, I am here because this is where my husband was when we first started dating and now our kids are settled here. And as soon as they are out of the house, I will be going not here. <laughs> oh, I know exactly what you mean. My wife been my wife and I've been talking about the same thing. My oldest graduates high school this weekend, and that's going to be holy crap. Huge. Are you even prepared? I mean, no. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm just going to be bawling my eyes out. Um, <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm like, do you know what? what is the movie where she dates the guy to get him to move out of his parents' house? A, a um, failure to launch. Yes, that's going to be me. I'm going to have a naked room. <laughs> a naked room. I guess I don't remember that. Yeah. I just remember the movie. I don't. What, what was that part? So his parents, she gets him to move out, right? Okay. His, yeah. parent, his dad is like, I have a naked room. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Man. And he's just like in there naked. He's like, this is my naked room. Oh, God. And it's um, <laughs> it's one of the football announcers. I can't remember his name. John Terry, Madden? Or, oh, oh Terry, John, no. T- Terry Bradshaw? Yeah, Terry Bradshaw. And he's just standing there like... Nice. Naked. And like, he, there's always like a table between like the yeah. middle parts. But I'm just like, well, it's like exactly what you imagine when you're like, I don't want to see this person naked. And then you do, and you're like, I can't unsee that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. Um, no, so, yeah, my oldest is going to be graduating, and my youngest, she's 12, 13, still in middle school. So, yeah, oh, we, we've been thinking oh. the same thing. Like, when she's done with school, we want to move, but my wife and I have been debating, like, where the fuck do we want to move? Because as shitty as Florida is, like, it's cheap as hell comparatively mm-hmm. like no state income tax yeah. there's we love the beach but we're tired of hurricanes <laughs> yeah i um was lucky enough to be in hawaii for a few years and that's probably one of my favorite places i've ever lived like here's my like top two places in the u.s that i like hawaii 
New York City, which are also some of the most expensive places in the country right. to live. And I'm like, but yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Give me the beach or give me culture. Like that's what I want. And yeah, I, I can just beach bum it all day. Just sit in, sit on a beach, read a book, and like that's it. Just listen to the waves. I love the water. I love the water. Oh, yeah. Like I, I don't. As I've gotten older, I don't like being in the water that much, but I like sitting next to it. <laughs> I don't. I. I'll be. Uh. I do like being in the water, but I. It's like certain places. Like there's. Um, yeah, certain beaches. It depends. Certain beaches that are like protected and yeah. it's calm, and you're not like a little buoy being like. You can float, you know. Yeah, yeah. Like we we've got a beach, um, probably about forty five minutes away from us. Depending on the time of year, obviously when there's not too many tourists, um, it's a small little beach, and it's it's a Gulf of Mexico beach, so it doesn't look the greatest. It's not like clear water beach, gorgeous, but it, it's certain times of the year we'll get a lot of dolphins coming there. We'll get a lot of manatees coming there, and it's great. Just being able that to watch really them, cool. yeah, th they'll sometimes come up to you and all that, and so that's always fun. So we just started with not talking about magic. Oh yeah, I mean psh, that, that's how we do things <laughs> here. Um, that's so fair. I like so it. let's talk a little bit about you. Um, you are the queens of cardboards. <laughs> um, so tell me a little bit that's about so your like magic content creation journey because you have what started last year i think it was yeah I, I feel like i kind of popped out of nowhere um so we'll start with let's start with my whole magic journey because it's a little sure. bit longer than just content creation um and i think like a lot of people my age i started playing magic in middle school um my family my grandparents didn't really approve exactly they didn't understand so i always was playing with other people's decks and this was back when magic didn't really have any expansions and it was just you know you play creatures you turn them right black was gross green was big creatures it was very simple yeah. and yep. the, you know i liked worms and that that was like my thing i loved my worms oh that that was my first deck i, I started in urza saga and that was like nice. my first deck, a mono green worms deck. It was god awful, but I didn't care. <laughs> I was like ten. So like, <laughs> it's so funny because I still like look back at it and I'm like, I wonder how much that those cards would be today. Like, oh god, yeah. You can only imagine, right? Oh, um, and, and I treat them like shit, which is wrapping them around rubber bands and stuff. Oh yeah, <laughs> you wrap them around rubber bands. You shuffle them. They, I mean, I don't S even want to think about it. What are those? I don't know. Sleeves. Gosh, no. <laughs> Um, so yeah, um, and then I got out of high school and I joined the military and I was really too busy to play magic. Um, I was deployed in my first couple years. I was back and forth. I moved a lot. And so it wasn't really something that I was able to pick up again. And I, in that time instead got into MMOs. So I was playing WoW, like a, a lot of World of Warcraft. Oh, I know um, what you mean. Yeah, I played a lot too. Yeah. Um, and then as I grew up, it was something that like anybody who's had like a deep addiction to WoW, like you can't do that and do anything else. Like your friends play WoW, everything around your life revolves around that. 
and oh I God, had yeah. um, I had small children and I was a mom and I had other responsibilities as I'm starting to age, you know. Um, so it didn't really like just raid time. really couldn't. Yeah, it was raid time. <laughs> and when the kids were really little, I still was trying to find time to, you know, have a real job and have, you know, the kids and whatnot. But as I yeah. was getting older, I started having other interests and I actually in Hawaii was playing kitchen table magic with a group of guys on post and we played a version of commander and those decks that deck that i had was a actually a five color dragon deck nice and it was gross um and i'll be honest because compared to how i build decks now that deck never should have worked like there was no dual lands in there it was like just dragons and dragons so but it what, did and what I, was it commander you were playing um or was it just yeah, like it, it card was like some gen? kind of like it was some kind of commander it definitely okay. wasn't what commander is today okay um but i i would play kitchen table magic with them and we would hang out and have a good time and you know as things happen in the military you move away and mm -hmm. I moved away and no one really played magic so i sold my collection i've done that i feel like everyone who sells their collection and is in magic now is like son of a bitch I'm like why oh i had to do it the past two years because of freaking well last year my house pretty much had a lot of shit happen to it that i had to pay off and then year before that was <coughs> kid had to have knee surgery and my insurance would only cover like barely any of it that's horrible <laughs> yeah but th hey thank god for my collection though so yeah it, yeah that is that is <laughs> that still hurts me a little bit i'm like oh god <laughs> oh yeah oh yeah but um, some of those cards yeah, you'll so. never get again <laughs> i sold my collection and i pretty much from then like um, I went through a lot of life changes, a couple moves, a divorce, and I was like, I'm never getting back into magic. I'm never getting into WoW. I'm never getting into something that takes up all of my life. And... Uh, sorry, my husband's asking me questions. Oh, that's all right. It's, it was good. Thank you. Can But I don't... <laughs> the same thing would be fine. Thank you. It happens. Sometimes worse than the kids, but I love him because he's sweet and he's bringing me a drink and I appreciate that. Um, but yeah, I went through life changes and I was like, you know, I'm never going to get involved in WoW again. I'm never going to let anything, you know, take up my life or, you know, be crazy because we all know how magic gets. Like you spend all of your money on it and Ooh, what do you yeah. have to show? <laughs> Like, don't look behind me, because there's a fish tank and magic cards and Warhammer and, you know... Oh, you're fine. Look behind me. I've got all these D&D &D books. You, you don't yeah. see the, like, the D&D &D books, <laughs> all the Zelda video game yeah, stuff. Yeah, for sure. And then not even counting um, all the magic stuff on the further end of my office. <laughs> <laughs> um, But, you know, I think as I started to get older, I started to realize just how alone I felt and this last move was probably the hardest because it was the first move that I did that was not in the military um 
and completely not military related, not in government work, not contracting. Like I was just with my husband and I didn't have anything that was mine. And I I went on like that for years. (laughs) Um, And then we ended up moving into this house and I was still just trying to find my way, find my place. And I've always played video games. I've always done this and that. And I remember one of my friends had lost his job and we joked that, oh, we're just going to start streaming. Ha ha ha. Like, that's how you're going to get money. We're going to make money streaming. Thank you. Um, you don't have to get a job because we're just going to start streaming. It's going to be fine. Uh, yeah. Needless to say, <laughs> that didn't work. Um, and he still streams from time to time. You can find him at... Uh, L underscore more and he's not really a magic player but he uh, plays other games and Pokemon and some other stuff mm-hmm. but I found that I really liked streaming for a couple reasons one I liked the community I liked playing games with people I liked being able to do something that brought people together and there was only one problem most games when you play them you play by yourself yep <laughs> And I love to talk and I love to chat and I love to discuss, but I can't talk to an empty room. Like it's, it does. It's tough. It, it takes a lot of practice because yeah, I, I, I know what you mean. Cause I, I, I feel the same way with streaming. And also if I ever do any solo episodes of my podcast too, it's a bit hard. Yeah. Um, and during COVID, I actually was finally approved for VA uh, benefits, which allowed me to kind of step back, um, go to therapy and really think about what I wanted to do as a person. Because before that, from the time that I left the military to that period, I just felt like nothing stuck and I was bouncing around from place to place to place. And again, I had nothing that was mine. Mm -hmm. Um, And I started going to therapy last year. It was my first time ever um, willingly going and trying to work on it. And during that time, I took a long break away from streaming um, because it just wasn't working. It wasn't going where I wanted to go and I didn't know what I wanted to do. So I stepped back from everything and started working on myself. And of course, there's still COVID and all of these things going on. But here in Georgia, and I think Florida too, Um, it wasn't nearly as restricted as some other places. Oh yeah, pretty much. (laughs) Uh, I, I, I won't talk about how little restrictions there were because it was weird. Um, Oh, I talk about all the time, like the pandemic in Florida ended in summer of 2020. I think the (laughs) pandemic in Georgia ended in April of 2019 so <laughs> before it even happened <laughs> before it even happened they were like you don't have to go to work and everybody was at home depot <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so i started trying to figure out like what i wanted to do and i had a I had started a little gaming group, a little board game group where people would come by and it was like a small amount of people. It was in my home. It was like-minded people who were getting vaccinated and taking care. And, you know, if there was any kind of situation with COVID, then they would either drop out or, you know, we took precautions. We were 
what people are doing now we were doing last summer yeah and i have a variety of board games but one of the ones that i had was friday night magic oh i forgot about that yeah so friday night magic is great for people getting into magic or that they really don't want to get that problem yeah. If you don't want that problem, buy yourself some <laughs> dual decks or buy Friday Night Magic. Don't do that. Don't do it. Um, it's a lot and of money. It's, it's like five balanced decks um, and you just play. And one of my friends that came over, who's now one of my best friends, was like, oh, you play Magic? And I was like, absolutely not. No, I don't. <laughs> um, but then here we are. And basically what that led to was for me, I'd still, I'd brought back streaming and I was trying to stream and I was trying to do this and I still just wasn't quite hitting. And then I caught the magic bug and very quickly, like already went, when I switched from streaming video games to like looking into magic, I started finding other creators on Twitch and following them and, I realized really quickly, and I would say this was in a span of a month, that instead of streaming Arena, which again has the same problems, mm-hmm. I could stream, I could play with other people online. And I found the Spell Table community. And this was like, holy crap. And I just, when I say I dove in, I was just like, I don't know, three feet deep, six feet deep, I don't know, I'm going head first. And I found a creator named Unicorn Fluff. Oh my God, I love her, Adria. She, yeah, she's so sweet, and she can. I be. played a couple. No, she's great though. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Oh, she, she, um, her, 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 and I play I, fight all uh, the yeah. time. <laughs> um, so I got to play a couple games with her and her community, and that wasn't enough. So I started finding other people to play with, and that wasn't enough. And so then I took my first step ever in my life into a local game store which mine is three minutes around the corner oh lucky you dang (laughs) it's right next to target um and starbucks so it pleases all things that make up me oh dang (laughs) even better (laughs) yeah now there's a crumble next door it's like what's that Thank you. Crumble cookies? Oh. Never heard of it. Oh, oh, it's like a cookie sh- like bakery or it's something. It's a cookie. It's a bakery. It's okay. okay. Very good cookies. So like just imagine cookies, Target, Starbucks, Coffee. magic cards. Oh, like fuck. That is the that's the four <laughs> things that make up my personality. <laughs> um, but yeah, and so I started playing draft and commander and I've slowed, I've pulled back a little bit. I'm finding balance still, but I realized as I kept going on that not only do I love the spell table community, I love to build community. I love to be a part of bringing people together and helping people find their people because I think, I feel like it took me, this is a really long story to say that I think it took me 36 years to truly find my people. Mm-hmm. And most of them are online, but that's okay because we can play whenever we want to. And we all are bringing people together and we all do little things to make it all that much better. So yeah, anyways, that's, that's the awesome. end of that like 30 minute story. No, no, no. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> that's my character arc. 
<laughs> no, and that's no. awesome. I, I love to hear it. And and no, and, and that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on because it's you know I've been following you for a while, and just recently we played. Not recently. Got was it recent? No, we played. I went on your stream once. I can't remember how long ago it was now. Time's such a blur for me. Um, maybe it was a couple uh, months well, ago. Let Let me see because here's the thing. Oh, do if you keep track? Month, no, I don't think yes, it was. I, do. I don't think it was this month or. Okay, if it wasn't this month, <clears throat> then it was in March or earlier because I took yeah. all of April off. Hmm. Maybe it was in March, but no. Then I'll sometimes catch your streams and. I liked your whole um, how was it called? Cardboard of community or community of cardboard? Community of cardboard, yeah. Yeah, and I like I like what you're going on there because it's so I've been in this magic content creation game for like six years now, and mm-hmm. it's I guess at this point I'd be considered old hat. I don't know. I mean, there's people mm-hmm. who've been doing it longer than me, but it's yeah. But it's especially like during COVID, during the pandemic, seeing this new generation of content creators and mm-hmm. I'll be honest, it's hard to keep up like with who's who. I, I don't know half the time, but <laughs> I, I like what you do is when you give shout outs to newer people, too, because yeah. it, it allows me because basically what I do is I do this podcast as my main form of content. And I like bringing on, you know, people of all ilks, I guess is the right word or. I don't know. I don't know if that's the right word or not. All people. All people. People from all backgrounds. <laughs> yes. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> all people. We like all people here. Yes. And you got to be a people. Sorry, King. <laughs> yeah. So oh it, it's it's. I, don't, I I like what you're doing. So that's why I wanted to bring you on and talk about it. And you know. Yeah. What well. You, it's kind of funny because like you talk about content creation and how especially in the pandemic there's so many people popping up all of the time and when i look at the magic community and i look at an event and i see that and this is going to feel really personal but i promise it's not just about you and i see 90 percent of the invited attendees are white men with glasses who are middle-aged or older i get i'm going to be honest i get sad because there are so few other people being Mm -hmm. promoted that it's just like, this is where I have to get all of my content from. And I don't want that. I want a variety of content, Um, especially because if 90% of the people that are getting promoted are this set of people and I'm not this set of people, then I'm never going to have a chance. Yeah. And you look at the type of girls that are getting popular, and I don't mean just in the magic community, because I do think that the magic community does a better job of this than other communities. But across the board, if you look at Twitch and you look at the girls that are getting popular and they're making partner, most of them are early 20s, very pretty, variety streamers. And that's not me. I don't feel like when I look at that, I see somebody that I can ever be. I will never be 20 again. I will never be not a mom. I will never be teehee cute. You know, that's just not who I am. So what I recognized was that there was this huge gap where all of these people that I know are creating amazing content. They have amazing voices. 
they have something to say and they're not getting a platform on which to say it. And so the more I thought about that, because of course I'm lucky, I don't have to rely on funds to live. Like I don't have to rely on Twitch to make it happen for me um, because I would be really shit out of luck if I did. Um, <laughs> just being realistic, I wanted to make sure that people do have a way to have a voice, that it shouldn't matter how many followers you have or how smart you are or how good at the game you are even to be able to talk about something that you enjoy. And I would, I keep going back to people complaining about the power creep and people complaining about how, you know, the game is just getting unplayable or you can't play it unless you spend a thousand dollars and you can't do this. And we have all of this different kind of gatekeeping, whether that gatekeeping is your age or your identity or that gatekeeping is your ability or that gatekeeping is just you got into the game too late. I've been playing magic for years off and on but I didn't start creating until last year. Mm -hmm. So now, how do I get into the game? And while I feel like even still, I'm fighting tooth and nail for like every piece, I'm like this, like, you will never let me, I'll never <laughs> let go, I'll never let go. Like a little squirrel, little rabid squirrel. I want other people to have a place where they feel welcome, they can find a game, they have somebody to talk to, and they also promote that bigger feeling of spreading that joy in the community and that goodness in the community that I know that there is. No, no. And that, that's very admirable. And that, like I said, that's one of the reasons why I wanted to bring you on um, is well. to discuss that, too, because it's it's always important. And like I said, as this new generation of content creators comes, it's it's difficult. I, I feel like back when I started in, you know, similar feeling, you know, just not getting the voice there and, you know, yeah. and, and it's, and, and it's sort of a feeling that I think any content creator will continually go through, but I think For it's sure. also, you need to figure out what do you want out of this too? Um, yeah. You know, is it to make it big? I mean, that's not everybody's desire or goals. If it's to make it big, damn. <laughs> that's a whole lot of Good freaking luck. work. Good luck. God. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but no, I, I know what you mean in terms of getting other different voices out there. You know, wizards promoting other people besides white males. And I feel, j just from what I've seen, they've done a much better job in yeah. the past couple years compared to back when I first started in 2015, 2016 with content creation, it's gotten tremendously better. Is there still work that needs to be done? Yes, of course it's absolutely. I mean, it never not work needs to be done. Um, Honestly, like something we were talking about at the beginning before we in pre-session was like the MDL episode. That's what happened with that. Oh yeah. And what happened was, was just, Ugh, bad yeah, but what i appreciated about it what i appreciated about it was how the community responded when benita spoke up and I, we could always focus on how they responded before she spoke up i choose not to re i choose not to look at that i want to look at what happened when she spoke up because as a female in the gaming community in the military community in a community that has always been 
mostly men, I know that nine times out of 10, when a woman says this happened, that it doesn't matter. Most of the time, I feel that's my experience. That might not be everyone's, but my experience is that if a woman speaks up and says, this is how it went down, that the response is, oh, well, or the response is she's trying to get something or victim blaming or all of those other problems. And what I will say from what I saw from my side of Twitter, watching what happened after she spoke was people listened and immediately responded. Would I have loved them to not have to wait for her to speak? Absolutely. Yeah. But at the same time, is that really fair? Probably not because we're in a country where everybody gets to speak their peace and speak their truth. And I, I think that that needs to happen as well. But I appreciate that when she spoke her truth, people listened and people acted. I'm and so they stood glad behind they her. did. Yeah, because I was, e- even before she spoke, <laughs> I was just privately um, with my little group. Um, I was just bitching and complaining, like, watch, this motherfucker is going to get accused and nothing's going to happen. He, yeah. He's going to make more money off this shit just from the publicity. And I was so pissed. And Yeah, it, and, you know... I think and I'm so glad the community freaking and, and you're right it wasn't until she really spoke is when the community really you know kind of went the other way and just said fuck this dude for for, for real yeah. now and I'm mm-hmm. I'm glad they did because fuck man I, I I've, I've seen that happen way too many times in within the magic community not not to this level but certain certain things too where same kind of shit someone accuses someone of something and then they you, you know the accused gets a I, I don't know if gets away with it is the right word but or the right phrase but essentially stays quiet for a few weeks and everybody forgets yeah yep pretty much and so yeah. that is something that I think watching that gave me such hope and made me want to build the community even more like wanted me to foster that concept and foster that idea um sorry i'm just i had a message so i just wanted no, no, to that's check okay. it um i just sometimes when i get oh, let me explain because now i am gonna think about it and i'm not gonna be able to finish my thought <laughs> when i get messages and it's from somebody else in the community. I'm like, oh shit, I forgot something. I missed a game. I'm supposed to be somewhere. Because <laughs> that happens a lot. Um, no, it's all right. Brain things. But yeah, that that response right there is what I wanted to foster and grow. I wanted to foster the ability for people to be able to speak out. I wanted to foster the ability for people that did with victims that did believe in women's rights that did believe that trans people are people that did believe you know people deserve equality and to be treated well had a place to be that way and to spread joy and kindness because i don't think that i always take the side the way that people would want me to but i always try to be fair and to spread love um i very much believe in affecting the world in small groups so that that small group can then affect their next group and their next group. I I think that no person is right, which 
it's funny because we've talked about myself and the cardboard community, the community of cardboard. But what I haven't talked about is actually that when I built this idea, I wanted to make sure that it wasn't just me, that it was absolutely not about me, that even though I wanted this idea to be put together, that I wanted it to be people to also hold me accountable. So I made sure that we had a council of people from all different backgrounds and playabilities and styles to always be there to hold me accountable and make sure that as a group, we follow a certain code of conduct and that we move together as a group to make our group and our community better. Oh, that's good. That's good. I, I like to hear that. I, I love hearing all this. It's, and well, it, it's tough. It's I tough am work. Not, I'm not perfect, you know? It's oh, like no, no when you start is. getting to the point where you think you have all of the right answers, that's when you've made a mistake. I don't know. I, I know what you mean. It's... And like I said, I, I like what you're doing here. It, it, it is important, especially for, oh, what's the way to say it? Especially for, you, you know, smaller content creators too. And just to, yeah. like I said, as soon as you, when you did that um thing on Twitter, like if you have 500 or less followers, retweet and all that stuff. It's, I, I like that because it, as a content creator, everyone goes through that phase of I'm just talking to the void like nothing I do matters and all that <laughs> stuff and it's and it like I said it's I even feel that to this day and you know you can show me numbers of how many people downloaded my podcast and I'll be like nope it's bullshit I don't care yeah and absolutely it, it's funny because I recently I recently very recently surpassed a certain number of followers and it doesn't really matter in the, now in this moment how many followers I have. Oh yeah. Um but when you get into those dark times where you're feeling very sad about yourself and like all the all that matters is that you lost followers or you don't have as many followers as so and so and you get into that comparing game of where you think you should be or what you want to be doing um it's very easy to tune out that people care about you, that people want you to succeed, that people are cheering for you, that people are your friends, you know? Um, because I think some there's some sides of content creation that make you very paranoid and very untrusting and even of the good things, even of the people who are trying to be there for you and are trying to, you know, be in your corner. It's very easy to get into your own head and be like, I'm not good enough. I'll never be good enough. No one cares what I mm -hmm. do. Or like you have a guest and they don't respond to a DM and you're like, they hated it. <laughs> they hate me. I actually messaged someone. I won't say who. But it was someone who had been on my stream and they're a much bigger creator than I am, much more well-known in the community than I am still. And they, I had messaged them privately and said, hey, I hope you have a, had a good time. And they didn't say anything. <laughs> and let me tell you, that ate me alive for a month month and a half maybe more oh no and finally i was like i guess you didn't have a good time i'm really sorry about that if you can tell me in the future what i can do better i would really appreciate it and the person who was like who it was was like what are you talking about 
And then I have to have the awkward conversation of, yeah, I hate myself. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so I, um, I, I don't like myself very much. Um, and overcome that as well. And thankfully, the conversation went fine. We are going to play more games in the future. But it was one of those things where if I hadn't have ever had the conversation, trust me, I had 13 conversations about how that went in my head before it even like before we even I even gave that person a chance to respond and tell me that everything was fine and I'm crazy. They didn't tell me I was crazy. I tell me I'm crazy, no, um, which is I... why I always go back to my community and remind them when they have those conversations with themselves to not have negative self-talk because I almost always do. And it's tough. It's tough to beat that because it, I don't know. I, I mean, I wish I had some advice to say how to not have those thoughts and feelings, but damn, it, it just happens. <laughs> it's, so I, I know exactly what you mean with DMing people because, you know, I've had bigger creators on my podcast before and, you know, after it releases or whatever, say like, Hey, hope you enjoyed it. Blah, blah, blah. Not get the same thing, but I don't know. It, it's, I, I think <laughs> after so long and, and is that you not, just have to trust that you're doing the right thing to trust doing the right thing. And then also, you know what it, if they end up not talking to me again, okay, whatever. It's, you know? Yeah. I, I, I just, it, it's, I've gotten to a point now where it's like, I just, I can't spend the energy to focus on that stuff. Like, so, so this is what I've done with my Twitter. Cause I, I'm a Twitter holic. Like I'm, I'm obsessed with Twitter. Um, Oh my God. Me and, too. I like, <laughs> I'm pretty sure I'm going to go back in Twitter in five years and be like, what the hell Beth? were you talking about because i think that about like my facebook memories don't oh, ever look God. at your facebook yes. memories yes. that is a dark place i don't oh, i don't God. Ooh. God. it's i would like, say the same is... thing about myspace like if myspace was still around oh, like oh god what God. was i saying in myspace back then <laughs> now i'm expecting people to go on like wayback machine and try to find my myspace but let's uh, Ooh, i'm gonna i'm gonna ruin it uh, maybe oh. i'm gonna ruin it for you in advance I was a little emo kid who thought the world was ending. It's fine. You'll see very emo pictures of teenage me. You don't have Ooh. to find it. It's it's there. I wrote bad poetry and I thought I was a vampire at one point. Okay. I was Twilight before Twilight was cool. Hey. <laughs> don't don't into, look at it. <laughs> you know, it, it's funny because speaking of vampires, like my wife at that age, around like teenage, she was huge into vampires she even larped a vampire the masquerade she was oh, wow. that into it she was she she was a bigger nerd than me when i thought i was a huge nerd as a teenager she was my high school sweetheart so um and she broke my heart and then i got back at her by marrying her later in her 20s <laughs> <laughs> oh my uh, first boyfriend ended up being gay so I've had, Missed I've, opportunity. I've had, I've had that happen with girlfriends. It kind of makes you wonder, but you know. Was it me? And then you go back <laughs> and, and that's the same thing. It's like, why can't I just have self-esteem? Maybe that that's how they were. That's not my fault. Yep. And it takes so long to learn that shit too. God, why can't they just teach it to you when you're like five? <laughs> I don't know. 
I don't know. Like, wouldn't the world be so much better if we just, like, came out confident and, like, knew that right? everything was going to be fine? Yeah, because so, so, like, I'm at a point now in my life, like, especially in my job where I'm confident enough that I don't know what I'm doing, but I'll confidently do whatever I got to do to like get it done. If that makes sense. Like, yeah, I, I, I tell that to my boss, like every day, like, I don't know why you hired me. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing, but I'll, but I'll figure it out though. <laughs> but I'll figure it out. <laughs> Pretty much. It's like shit. Why couldn't I have that confidence as like a teenager and shit? I, I would have like aced school and all that shit and went to Harvard or whatever. <laughs> I, I think it's so interesting, like looking at different generations, and I feel like millennials were just tired and have anxiety. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because because you're you're how old? Thirty six. I am. I'm thirty six. I'll be thirty six in August. So, um, nice. yeah, we're we're part of the older millennial generation. And we're el- we're the elder millennials. I know, right? It's. <laughs> And, and it's freaking weird because so my wife had my daughter at 17 and she's graduating this year. Um, oh, yeah. And um, I came into her life at three years old and it was the, the, the sperm donors, just a sack of shit. Um, and as they are. Yeah. And, and so <laughs> it, it's crazy just seeing her generation, the Zoomers, Generation Z, <laughs> the actual Zoomers oh and just. And just like how they were learning school now, it's all compute. It's all on computers now. It's all mm-hmm. freaking. Let go- me tell you, none of my kids have ever had to handwrite an essay, and that's a problem. Yeah. Oh, not, yeah. Not, yeah. Not once. Not a single one. And all of their it's handwriting the same with is mine. terrible. My, yeah, I mine mean. too. It's. I had to learn cursive, and it sucked. I hated it. Listen, if you want to trick your kids and not let them be able to read what you're writing, just write in cursive. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so my, my grandmother recently passed and um, we were I, I was helping my mom go through her house and, you know, she she was 91. So that that was generation where everything was written in cursive. And I got to say, I struggled to read through some of her writings, like in her journals and stuff and um it's like i haven't written i haven't read in cursive in so long it's i couldn't recognize some words and plus she was a a nurse too so it was not the easiest handwriting to read anyway nice well yeah my grandma my it's funny my grandma's handwriting is like exactly the same like it hasn't changed in years um and it's just very exact and my grandpa's handwriting is a little messier. And then there's my handwriting, which is a little messier. And then my kid's handwriting, which is like, sometimes I'm like, are you still in kindergarten? Oh <laughs> and my gosh, youngest right. two are 11. So it's like, well. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's all on. So so what got me is my, my youngest, she has a Microsoft Teams for school and they'll just do homework, like literally do assignments just on Microsoft teams and hand it to the teacher. So it's essentially, and they can do it at home. So I'm like, so you can just basically Google the answers of how to do stuff and just get A's like, shit, I wish I had that as a kid. Damn. Being able to just Google anything. 
No, we had to go through like encyclopedias and all that stuff. If anyone even remembers those, those before the days I of Wikipedia. Do. I do remember encyclopedias. <laughs> My grandma actually still has an entire case of encyclopedias, like the Britannica. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh God, it's so. I I don't know about your kids, but what my kids have now, um, I can log on to a county website and see all their grades and every single assignment they do. I can see when they've been tardy to a class if they haven't handed something in to get notes and comments straight from the teacher. Thank God they didn't have that out when I was growing up. Fuck, <laughs> I would have got grounded so many times. Do they have anything like that up up where you live? Uh, they do, and it's funny that you, that you bring that up because I remember by middle school I kind of squeaked through, but by high school I was actually picking up the mail and picking up my report cards before my grandparents saw them. So Ooh. they had no idea what my grades were. And now, yes, I can log in. I see my children's grades. I know exactly what they're getting. They get grounded if they don't have certain grades. And part of me feels bad because like there's no way for them to kind of mess it up. And they get to retake tests all the time. So they just right. like, they have a B. And then the next thing I know, they've got an A. And I'm like, okay, I don't understand it. But as long as that works, it's fine. Yeah. But yeah, I know the minute they get a bad grade, I get an email. I'm like, Whoo. oh yeah, they can't hide it. They can't hide it. No, so 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 speaking of like being able to retake stuff, um, I don't know if what our kids are learning is harder, or maybe it depends on the county or something. But I swear, so I was trying to help my youngest with some math problems. She's in sixth grade, about to go to seventh. And I got to tell you, but the, the math problem she was doing, like it was yeah. like high school math that I was doing at like 15, 16, and they're doing it at 11 or 12. I'm like, what the fuck? I, I, I can't even tell you what it was. I had to Google it and I had to like <laughs> research how to do it because it wasn't simple algebra. It was like some other stuff, too. I don't even know. It's but. so funny. My fourth grader, our youngest son, he is very like... If this was the way he's taught, that's the way he wants to do it. And I like he's still learning some concepts that are new math. Mm -hmm. And I won't let him do it that way. If he needs help on his math, I make him learn how to do it the way that I learned. And he gets so mad at me. And I'm like, but it's easier. <laughs> like oh, long division. I know. Oh, I know what you Don't mean. Don't get me started yeah. on long division. I mean, it's like. They, he doesn't even understand the concepts that I learned, like from basics. Like he has to do and move the zero and draw. Like, and I'm yeah. just like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. Oh god, no! I know exactly what you mean. It's it's tough, man. Oh god, no! But that's awesome though. It's yeah. So speaking of magic, um, we've got, I think by the time this episode comes out, because it's not coming out this week, it'll be next week. Oh, so by the time this comes out next week, you'll be in I'll Command be Fest. Virginia. Yeah, you'll be in Command Fest Richmond. Yeah, um, and we'll have Baldur's Gate. Is Baldur's Gate coming out that weekend? Yes, pre-release. Okay. Oh, the pre-release. Okay. So yeah, we'll mm -hmm. have the pre-release going on. What do you think of Baldur's Gate so far? So I'm going to be honest. I was an elite nerd in high school which means i didn't think i was a nerd so i shunned the D, &D people mm -hmm. 
that being said, I've never played D&D seriously, and now I play all the games. Um, probably will try D&D once or twice because it's my kid's favorite thing to do. Nice. Um, <laughs> but I will say that I think Baldur's Gate is wrecked. It's so powerful. I'm so excited. That's my dryer, if you heard that. Um, <laughs> notate the time so you can cut that out if you heard that. Oh, no, it's fine. Um, I think that it is such a great set. I love the flavor of it. I love that some of the cards are just silly, but being silly doesn't make them bad. I... The, I think the more that Watsy leans into these specific realms and things that they're doing on the on the side with like Innistrad's Crimson Vow and the wedding or even New Capenna and the cars and the guns and the Halo Fountain, yeah. I feel like they could lean even further into the story. So when I see something like the D&D set and I see them start to lean into this world that has been built it just makes me super excited i love lulu i don't know where lulu's from in Baldur's gate but i love her she's cute and adorable and makes me happy and i want to save her and protect her forever is that the elephant one yes 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 winston he's he's broken i'm who he's cedh i'm excited for him um let me actually i'm gonna pull up scryfall yeah yeah that's what i did because i i Man, it's for for someone who's as invested in magic. I you, you probably hear this so many times, and probably everybody. It's like <laughs> I just can't keep up with all the freaking cards, and it and, and, and it's not so much that, and, and it's not so much the pace of releases. It's mm-hmm. I'm so I'm also so busy personally too, where I just right or like my jobs like especially now that the pandemic has been i wouldn't say over but you know right. work has been getting back to normal and yeah like for the past exactly. year i just I, I just don't have the time to dedicate like i used to plus also trying to do a D show at the same time just eats up my time as well Fair. so i will say that i think the most powerful card from today the 24th is the ancient copper dragon um, it's a oh, six, the cost, six five, and it's yes. red. It uh, deals combat damage, roll d twenty, and create that many treasure tokens. I, I think that's need crazy. That in my life, I love I that it. it's mono red because you can pair it with Kark. Maybe I think Kark is who makes you double roll, or Kark's other thumb. Yeah. Anyways, that dragon is insane. I love that it's an elder dragon. Just that distinction makes me happy. Mm-hmm. Um. I think the silliest card from just today that I saw as I was looking is the Tabaxi Toucaneers. And they're a five cost, three, two cat ranger flying with Myriad. And the picture on this card is a cat flying on the back of a toucan. And I'm just like, I love it. I love it. I I love that art. Yeah. It's a terrible card. I, I think, I don't think it's worth five. Um, in any deck, but I love. Oh yeah, in, the in a constructed deck, in, in limited, yeah. I, I would draft the hell out of this in limited since it creates a yeah. token. No, the myriad is yeah. very nice. Um, Displacer kitten is another one that I just thought was hilarious, and it's oh like this God. little cat with yes. green. I mean, just ah, 
and, and, and the owl bear, um, the owl bear cub yeah, the too. Owl bear, and the owl bear cub is strong. Don't get me wrong. The owl bear is whoo. Oh yeah. Um, it's like a, whenever it attacks, you look at the top. So it's like a collected company, like mm-hmm. in a sense. Over and, and over I also again. noticed that they are doing a little bit of mother or father. They're doing a little bit of parent and like feel on this set. So like you've got the Pegasus Guardian that's a parent Pegasus <clears throat> and a baby Pegasus. The Wait, Burnished really? Heart reprint. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, I love the that. The Burnished new Heart art. reprint is you know a baby and a mama or a daddy. We've got um, the owl is a baby owl. So. Yeah, it's so cute. (laughs) It is. Uh, um, It's just things that like that. Like, I love cute stuff. I love having this whole different thing. The themes. I love that we're going to be doing some rolling and taking some of the concepts from D&D and bringing it into magic. I think that's really, really fun. Um, I am actually building a disgusting deck using Legion Loyalty, which is the enchantment that gives all creatures oh, Myriad. Gross. Adeline. Adeline. And then um, oh, there's... yeah. I remember you yeah. tweeting about that. Mm-hmm, or was it mm-hmm. in the Discord? I can't remember. It might have been in the Discord, but then the... Um, let me pull up the... I can't... I always forget the artifact. But there's an artifact that you can end the turn at any point. So you go into combat, you swing, right? You do the myriad mm-hmm. effect, and then you use the artifact, which is not in that section. The artifact, Sundial of the Infinite, to end the turn and keep your creatures with myriad because... Oh, yeah. Because if I read myriad right, and I think I do, you have to exile them at the end of combat. But if the turn just ends in the middle of combat, do you exile them? I'm going to need an you, official you, ruling, but right now... You wouldn't. So, is there... Mm-hmm. So, if you wanted damage to get through, is there technically an end of combat step? Or is it just when damage well, gets through, it's end of combat? You don't, you don't even need... It doesn't even matter if damage gets through. Because... Yeah you get those four or five Adelins because you're going to throw a mirror box in there so they aren't going to replace each other's effects. And then you get the three humans and then next turn you're that much bigger. So it's really about using the myriad to create your tokens, mm-hmm. make a huge field, a horde. And then, you know, when you actually are ready to go, you've got a butt, a butt yeah. ton of people. I'll, I'll send you this link too. So, if you want to link it in your uh, video or your podcast, it's right there. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So I, I think you're right. If you end the turn before the damage step, so if you just do attack, there's no responses, and then you can, when you get priority again, you can just end the turn, and none none of it should be exiled because yeah, you skip all the steps. There's no end of yeah. combat, end of turn steps. Yep. So that's pretty damn cool. Yeah, I'm 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 hoping like I'm hoping it goes the way that I think it should based off of how I understand the rules myself, but I'm not a judge or the rules committee. Nope. This is just my unofficial call for anyone listening who makes rules to make this happen the way that I'd like it to. Yeah, for I no mean, reason even other than even if it doesn't even if it doesn't just do it anyway. 
<laughs> just do it anyways. I'll be yeah. like Mara. I'll make my own rules committee. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um. Yeah, there's so many new cards here that I I, I already know that um. I, I was finally looking at some of the dragons today and like that ancient copper one, the sapphire ancient mm -hmm. one for drawing the card or the silver one, not sapphire. Um, it's I, I know I'm going to be replacing the um, the old shard uh, cycle in my Ur Dragon deck like the oh God, what is it like the intent, the body or something? Yeah. I will say I'm not as frustrated by the power creep that people talk about because I feel like it's a puzzle, not a power creep. You can always answer the quote unquote power creep. You can always answer a deck with another deck. I yeah, will say, no. though, I'm tired of having to redo my deck list because there's upgrades for my decks in every set. <laughs> well, it's you're, you're not wrong, but I think it's also you got to. I, I mean, I don't have to. Yeah, you don't have to. I have to. But I have to, Zuby. I, I, I know. You to. don't have to. So it's, I don't, there's like a, like maybe two or three decks that I have out of the, what was it, 15 to 20 that I, I'm like, I'm like you. Like every set comes out, I'm looking for upgrades. But there's certain decks mm -hmm. that I have where I'm just like, I don't really care. Like I, I built it. I'm done. If if there happens to be like that one card where it's like, oh shit, I have to have it. Sure, but I'm not yeah. gonna go out and look for it. Uh, I I'm I'm deep in it. I'm deep in it right now. There will be a time when I'm like, you know what, this deck is my deck, and you're just gonna have to deal with it as is. Um, but I think for at least for a while, and thankfully I have friends who we share the cost of like the um, initial box of cards. Oh, lucky you. Dang. Yeah. <laughs> That's why that library is so organized because yeah. I am the librarian. Um, oh, nice. <laughs> but yeah, I we, we share the initial value, the initial buy-in each release. So I think once they're done, if they are ever done, that's probably when I'll be like, I'll think more about it and I'll be like, all right, I make this much money here and I do this much money here and I want to put in this much money here yeah. and kind of cut it there and not go to the point where I'm like, Ooh, I need all the cards all the time. But right now I'm in it. I'm in it. And that just cause I'm yeah. in it doesn't mean you have to be in it. I could For still sure. pull out a worm deck from 1996 and turn cards, right. And beat somebody. But again, for me, I, I had to really come, I had this like full circle, moment where I was Spike and then I was like, Spike is not a nice person. <laughs> not, um, and, and sometimes it makes the game not as much fun because I, I, I used yeah. to be heavy into like modern and legacy and that's all mm -hmm. I would play and yeah. Yeah, and so then I realized like now I've come full circle where I love to win. Don't get me wrong, I love to win, but I like to see my deck do the thing and I like to see the players that I'm with, their deck do the thing. Um, that makes me far happier is that community and going back to the mm -hmm. community and going back to that and having that fun, which is why your deck can be the best deck that it ever could be. And on my channel, it won't matter because chat's going to kill you. Yeah. Yeah. The chat. Yeah, I was watching <laughs> that last night where, um, oh, shoot. I think it was in the first game. The. Oh, God. What do you call it? The explosion thing? You Erratic explosion. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, and it killed the. <laughs> I, I forget the names. I know it was Alan, you, uh, DM Cross, and I forgot the other guy who who yeah, was the first Fitz. one to get killed. Mr. Fitz, Fitzy Fitz. Mr. Fitzy. Yes, uh, yeah. that's right. So it was it was definitely one of those things where I was like, oh, chat's really going after Fitz, but it kind <laughs> of eases up. Um, it really eases the thing when you're it eases that burn a little bit when you're like, this is for charity, this is fun, we're yeah. gonna, you know. And I do think it's funny to see like CEDH players come into my channel and I always tell them like, keep in mind, this is this is not gonna go the way that you think it's gonna go. So bring a deck that you just want to play because you wanna play it. Um, yeah. Because even if your deck is this EDH turn three deck, chat is gonna make sure it's not. <laughs> and I thought I had the win against Seth there in the I end. I know, and I saw decided, that. Chat's like, nope. to kill me, so. You know, they don't they don't just hate me and they don't hate anybody. My my chat is honestly really a lot of fun. They do get a good kick out of uh, those dice rolls, though. No, it's it's fun. It, it was fun just watching it. Um, the so I, I want to talk about power creep real quick. So, oh, yeah. Um, And, and I just want to get your thoughts of it. So not so much with this set here, because I mean, I, I think anyone can say you know the the thing of yeah commander is getting pushed more there's getting more powerful strategies sure yeah you i can agree with that but when the thing that gets me with power creep nowadays is how crazy the commons and uncommons are getting nowadays like look at streets of new capenna and look at some mm -hmm. of the commons and uncommons like Sorry, this is probably old boomer Zuby talking, but I see some of these commons and uncommons. I'm like, shit, those would be like mythic rares just 10 years ago. And now yeah. they're just commons and oh, man. So the th so what I think is happening and I don't really know what's happening at Watsi. Maybe they just got really high over uh over the pandemic and worked from home and you know this just happened i don't know i don't have the answer but what i will say is that by making more powerful common and uncommon cards you're making magic more accessible because i know plenty of oh, people yeah. who are you know relying on proxies and i am not anti-proxy but they're relying on proxies to be able to play the game competitively because there's some cards that are not going to be reprinted. They are staples for certain formats. And we don't all have $1,000 to throw on one magic card or even one magic deck. So um, I think this is an answer to that, to giving us more cards. But this will actually um, go back to like my World of Warcraft days. My favorite time in World of Warcraft was trying to figure out how to make the not standard thing work. So. Oh, when talent trees, talent trees were yeah. around? Yeah, when talent trees were still around, like pre-Burning Crusade, I actually used to run a healing boomkin. And nice. I was in a raiding guild, so like I was, I was in a top-level guild, we were doing end-of-game raids, and you know, and I made it work. And that was not a standard, like a healkin is what I called yeah. it, but it was not a standard, and Definitely not honestly... Back then. It made me sad when they made it that you had to go a certain, like you had to keep your tree in a certain thing and you couldn't go out and be competitive anymore. And so for me to see more variety and more power at all levels of cards, I find that to be like 
cool. Now you can do whatever you want. And that's the great thing about Magic. There are thousands of cards printed out there. You do not have to build the end-all end be-all deck. You want to put 50 lands in there and one card that wins the game? Be my guest, bro. It's, it's your game. So I think that goes back to learning how to talk to people at your table, learning to explain what your deck wants to do, and also learning to use the tools at hand to get where you want to get to make that happen i'm more happy to see a deck do the thing than to see a win what does a win get you in commander honestly nothing nothing what does having a good time with your friends get you everything everything <laughs> see no it's good memories i wasn't that hard it is it's good memories it's good times it's good conversation you know I think in a game where there always is going to be one winner, it can be very easy to get that like Ugh, feeling, that ucky feeling inside where you were not the winner. But I think oh, yeah. the goal of Commander always has been a community kitchen table type game where you can have fun and you can make your own game, your own deck with thousands of cards. You don't have to build the same hundred cards as every other person, you know? Um, that, that That is true for the spirit of it. it it's... um. It feels sometimes harder in practice, especially if you like if you're that person who doesn't have that play group, right? Or you don't have those like minded people and you just wanna go to an LGS or something and it, And that's it, why we tough. go back to the community. Yep. And that's where we come full circle. We go back to the community. And even in the LGS, you can affect that. You can make sure you have a role zero conversation. Make mm -hmm. sure that you get to know the people there. Make sure that you talk about what your deck wants to do. Talk to the people at the LGS, especially the people who work there. I'll say, I, I, there are people that I love who play Commander, and there are people that I don't love that play Commander at my LGS. There is not one employee there that I don't love. I and love them all. Really they're they're all... Yeah, they're all super knowledgeable. They're all super helpful. And they're all there to see that you have a good time because at the end of the day, if you're not having a good time, you're not spending your money, which means they go out of business. So yeah. support your local game store, build your community. Yep. Far and wide. Yep. As long as they don't suck. I've had too many bad experiences with <laughs> LGSs down here in Florida. It's got we've had some Listen, really good ones. I don't ones. know what's going on in Florida. <laughs> I, I I don't even have a local LGS anymore. Um oh, the, no. the closest one to me is like almost an hour away and they're they're an awesome LGS, but it's hard to travel that far, you know. Yeah. I totally it, get that. It's and it's um not the biggest LGS either, which it's not a knock yeah. against them. It's just freaking real estate's stupid. Exactly. Yeah, it's crazy. But it's also it gets cramped, you know, like. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, no, that I I always find that super important. Always try to support the LGS if they're good. There's been some shitty LGSs in my time. And listen, if they're not. Let them know. That's what the internet's great at, letting people know when they're not doing the right thing. That is true. They're really good. And at when that. they are doing and and when they are doing the right thing. For so the most part. I would I would impress 
I would impress on people that if you're LGS or your creator that you follow or, you know, you have those groups of people that you play with, let them know what they're doing right. Because we don't always know. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, I'll tell you, even like just this last weekend, there was a point where I was so in my own head that I was just like, yep, and I'm done. I'm quitting the internet forever. And it seems like it's silly and over nothing, but you know, at the end of the day, we can get really caught up in what is going on inside. And it's always nice from the outside to have someone say, Hey, what's your favorite magic card from this set? Or, Hey, yeah, you're doing good. You're doing a good job. But, like, but, but it is also important to have that disconnect too, to just yes. realize the priorities. So what I was going to say, um, earlier like me being addicted to twitter is the thing that has helped me out so much because i used to get so sucked up in all the stupid little magic twitter drama about <laughs> what, whatever stupid edh thing we're talking about today and, the discourse of the day and but so i i honestly what i started doing was i started muting uh magic phrases i started muting commander phrases i started muting edh phrases so i'm like i don't need i don't want to see it I'm good. Wait, you you're not following hashtag proxies? Come on, nope. Hashtag nope. Treasure? <laughs> nope. So it, it's <laughs> I, I've muted so many Magic the Gathering related words, which is you know as a content creator, I probably should be aware of the generalness of what's going on, but it's for my own sanity. It's no, I get I, that. I can't, and, and you know, so it's so funny where I'll have someone come on my Discord and say like oh did you see the latest drama or whatever i'm like nope no idea what you're talking about and i'm happy that way <laughs> <laughs> i've honestly learned to take the drama with a huge grain of salt um especially when it's something about how you play magic because i feel like oh, if someone's out there telling you how to play magic then they don't really understand what edh is about and like oh god yeah it's and, and maybe that's me being really harsh and I'm really not trying to be and God help me like I'm already thinking I'm going to lose so many followers and I'm like oh no people are going to hate me but yeah at the end of the day who cares because the idea of magic and the idea of having a rule zero conversation is that you make the game that you want now if you want to just win every game well do I have a card game for you <laughs> It's called solitaire. Yeah, but, gold, you yeah. Know, oh yeah, yeah. The people who <laughs> have like ten minute turns. Just, yeah, oh god, those you, are the worst. <laughs> but if you want to have a game where you are playing with other people and having a good time and you know learning about how to make your deck better or learning what cards do what or you know, laughing or just enjoying the people that you play with, then I would give Commander another look and I would not get as involved in the discourse and I would not care if people care about treasures and I would not care if people care about proxies and I would not care oh, if God, people care about yeah. whatever other magical discourse of the week is. And again 
I'm going to bring it back full circle. When you go back to that community and you go back to those creators and you go back to those people that you choose to play with, what is it that they're talking about? What is it that they're trying to bring? Are they trying to bring fights? Are they trying to bring anger or hate? Or are they trying to bring joy and safe places and lift people up? And none of us are perfect. I promise you, I am not perfect. I get involved in all kinds of things that I probably should just keep my nose out of. But <laughs> for the most part, and this is one thing that I will separate myself from the community of cardboard because I am not the community of cardboard. I am Beth. I am the queen of cardboard. I am a person, a human being who makes mistakes, has feelings and opinions. What you get from me is not what you're going to get from the community. From the community, you're not going to get discourse. You're going to get uplifting voices and feeling safe and having a place where you belong and discussion and there will not be those feelings where you're like do i have a voice here do i do i have a place where people just disagree with me you know that's not that that's not that at all i'm personally I'm not going to agree with everything that everybody says, mm -hmm. but in a community, in that greater voice, you can find people that you belong with. Even when you do disagree, you can find people that you belong with and care about you. Even when you aren't on the same page. Mm, that's good. I like that. Thank you. <laughs> no, I think try it now. <laughs> yeah. And it's tough. It's you're doing well though. Um, so thank you. You got Command Fest Richmond coming up. So when this comes out, mm -hmm. you'll be there. Um, mm -hmm. What are some things you're looking forward to doing? I, you mentioned like an after party. I, I know yes. that. Um, yeah. What else? Uh, well, I'll be honest. I didn't think I was going to get to travel this summer at all because um, my daughter has needed some extra attention uh, due to some issues that she's been having. So I mm -hmm. thought I was going to be at home all summer. So just the fact that I get to go, I'm like, ah. <laughs> um, but when I posted that it was a possibility, um, Sheldon Mennery actually responded that it's in the rules that I have to come and say hi. So like that to me was like, ah, oh, I'm so oh, excited that's right. yeah, to see you, Sheldon you went and on the, the RC stream a couple weeks ago, right? I did. That's right. Um, yeah. And a couple weeks ago, I believe, yeah, I was on there, I think, the end of April. So almost a month now. Oh, God. Which is crazy. Yeah. yeah. May's gone by super um, stupid fast. Very, very fast. So I was excited. I'm excited for that. I'm ex I love Sheldon. I think he's got such a big heart. And uh, so I'm excited to see him and say hi. And, like, I get to meet Hobbs for the first time in person. And, again, Corey from that TCG guy. And that's where it's like, you take that community that you've built online and you finally get to make it a reality in person. And like, I can't even express like just how excited I am just to get down to things. I honestly, like, I don't even care if I play a single game of commander. I'm sure that's not going to happen. Like I'm already a little overwhelmed at like how I'm going to get into games with all the people that I'd like to play with. Yeah. Um, but even if I played not a single game and all I was was like, hi, 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 like that would be great. Um, so I am really excited about the after party that we're hosting on Is it gonna be uh, live Saturday. Live stream it. Think... You should. <laughs> I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know. <laughs> you just need an iPhone. Uh, <laughs> ah! I, I don't 
no. Um, Let me live vicariously because I can't come. <laughs> I'm just, you're fine. Take, you're fine. Well, I will definitely take lots of pictures. I can't guarantee that I'll live stream it. That does remind me because Corey, who's in, um, he's in the Northeast. He went to a thing with a bunch of people that we play with together online um, a couple months ago. And I was like, you need to wear a GoPro. You need to strap your iPhone to your chest and you're going to FaceTime me so I can be there too. And I can say hi. And he's like, no, Beth, that's not happening. And I was like, but, but, but why not? <laughs> and it's that um, FOMO. That FOMO is real. Yeah, it really is. But I'm also excited because we are hosting our event at a local business, a local um, cafe called Unplugged Games Cafe. And oh, nice. I've never been there, but I did look at ratings and I looked at the space and they're mainly a board game and like role playing place. But that's perfect for magic people because they have food, they have tables, they have drinks and they have that's all you need a huge amount of space. So yeah. we're really excited to be uh, going there and hosting our event there so i know i know pixie and i keep talking about wanting to do a normie con um do, <laughs> do like a little normie meetup we finally got to meet after doing that magic for normies podcast for two years we got to meet was it last week the week before God, i can't nice. remember now and it was awesome just meeting her um but yeah it, it's it, it's so tough to try to travel like i was hoping we could try to go to command fest philly together but she can't make it so i'm going yeah. um to try to meet some people but i am so excited about philadelphia the first thing i am doing when i get there because i land on friday at 9 30 in the morning we're gonna drop our mm -hmm. bags off at the hotel first thing i'm going is the rocky balboa steps i gotta do the oh, rocky steps nice yes I've i'm actually really sad because i wanted to go to Com command fest orlando um, I love uh, Orlando. I love it's Universal. It's right in my backyard, too, and I can't go. I know, <laughs> and I can't go. Um, and, like, a lot of people are asking me, are you going to Bellevue? Are you going to Vegas? Are you going to that? And, like, it's so hard to say no. Like, no is the worst word in my vocabulary. Like, I yeah. hate saying no, but I just can't. Like, I just cannot. So I definitely, like, even though I am going to get to go to Richmond, I definitely have FOMO about all of those other events. I'm know, like, right? I want to go to them all. I'm still so uh, pissed about Vegas. Like, fuck, I'm not, yeah. I'm going to be there, but I'll, I'll be like right down the street from it. But I'm like, not, not really right down the street, but just a couple miles away and I can't go. Uh, but, um, yeah, or Orlando, I'm not going to be able to go. I got to travel to Oregon. My work's taking me mm. there just. Which I, I, I like yeah. the travel. I like the travel. It's um I love traveling. It's yeah, it, it gets me out of like my space. And then I'm very much ready to go home and like be in bed for the next four days. Yeah. So if nobody hears from me after Richmond, I'm not dead. I'm just like hiding from every human ever alive. Yeah. Oh <laughs> man. I, I don't know how I'm gonna survive June. So I'm the same way. Like I could be really outgoing let like like take a magic fest right be really outgoing that whole weekend then that monday or sunday evening comes i'm like i'm gonna cocoon and don't talk to me don't look at me <laughs> yeah, I'm, i like to tell people i'm an extroverted introvert because like yeah. i can be really social and fun for like two hours max and then by then like my battery is drained and you can actually see that on my like on my games because by the end of the game i'm just staring there at you like take your turn please 
I want to go to bed. Oh and my I've god! Holy shit! Are you up. me? Because that's because <laughs> yeah. when I used yeah. to stream a lot of Commander, that's what I would do the same thing. Like I'd get, especially what would I would do two to three games, and we'd go late and all that. Especially if it's mm -hmm. the last game, and if they happen to kill me first, I'm the host, so I can't just be like, oh, "Fuck, fuck y'all, I'm quitting." You know, just leaving. <laughs> nope, you got to stay they there. Kill you first, and you're like. Ah, awesome. Which which is fine, but what what no. has driven me crazy is they'll kill me first, and then like another hour still goes by with the game. You're just like, oh my god, hurry up! <laughs> yeah, you're like, I would like to leave now. Please. I want to go to sleep. <laughs> um, I have actually overcome that a little bit by doing a habit that happens at my LGS, and I think LGS is everywhere. I don't know. Um, by having a game clock, and this is something that I, I saw started you do that in last May. Night. Yeah, yes, I, I an hour and thirty minutes. That's yep. it. <laughs> per, per per game, right? Per game, yep. Two games, one hour thirty minutes. Um, if the game is very very short, less than an hour, we'll fit in another one. But I will not go over that game clock because not only do I am I trying to fit as many people in one month as possible and as few streaming nights as possible, but also because. I'll be honest, I have the attention span of a fruit fly. I get bored. I don't know what's happening. Holy I don't even shit. care yes. by the end of it. So like <laughs> I, I, I've I've noticed that too. So when I'm playing commander over spell table, my attention span is a lot less. But in person, since you know I'm able to physically interact with you, my attention span's mm -hmm. greater. So if you take those five minute dirtle turns, that's fine, because you know, I can talk freely with the other person and not over, you know, interrupt the other people. So I know what you mm -hmm. mean, like over spell tables. Sometimes I'll just be like, all right, I'm bored. Um, what's going on? Just start Googling <laughs> something or go on Twitter or Reddit or. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I know exactly what yeah. you mean. It's, it's tough. I've, I've tried to get better about that. And honestly, the chat chaos has helped that because like something is always happening in chat and I have yeah. to be like, all right, stop the game. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is definitely one of those things where it's like, dang, like what is going on? Yeah, it, it's it's and it's also frustrating because it's I and this is no shade at anybody because I've played a lot of commander games, with a lot of people. But man, I, I understand people have slow turns. Everybody's got those slow turns and all that. But man, mm -hmm. when every single turn of yours is extremely slow, just like come on pick up the pace here you got to pick up the pace where it's by yeah. the time my turn is over and i already know what i'm doing on my next turn like maybe <laughs> things will change depending on the board state but i, I know yeah. my game plan let's go people <laughs> <laughs> yeah i'm definitely like one of those where i don't have like and i think this is because the game that i used to play it was so much less complicated but there's not much on the game state that's going to change what I'm going to do from turn to turn. Like, there's really not. I know, like, based off of my hand, that unless I draw something crazy, yeah. what I'm going to do at the end of my turn, the last turn. Like, I'm like, all right, I'm going to do this, and then I'm going to play this. And, and that's great. And I will say that there are times where like I have to remind myself to be patient because yeah, yeah. 
you know, at the end of the day, I've been playing Magic off and on for 20 years now. Yep. 20 plus. Oh, and, fuck. Oh, God. It has yeah. been 20. Oh, God. Oh, God. Yeah. I'm, oh, fuck. <laughs> I'm feeling old as like shit. Like, the other right night, now. we had someone who was taking a very long time winning the game, and it was the last turn. And I was like, all right, honey, you got this. We're not going to block. You got this. And. Oh, yeah. You sometimes know, you'll just purposely throw a game. You're just like, let's let it be done, please. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, you know, that's. I had to remind myself this person is learning. They are yep. not sure of the board state. And even sometimes for me, and when I'm playing four, four person in person, I can't see the boards that are not like if your card is not right next to my board top bottom i can't tell what's happening over there if your car if you're had a corner from me you might as well be in wyoming i have no idea what your board state is or yeah, what's going yeah. on and, and i'm just guessing and so you know that kind of like i have to remind myself that i'm playing off of intuition and just knowing my deck and knowing how my cards work and like knowing what the possible actions are and i have all of this all of this data that i've collected over mm -hmm. years and years and years and does that make me the best player no does that make me the most impatient player maybe but i'm also losing when i shouldn't or missing triggers when i shouldn't because i'm like rushing through or i'm doing this or i'm like oh yeah my God, yeah no I, I i i know what you mean it's and that's not to say, you know, we all have those times where we're playing that complicated deck where it's got a crap ton of triggers. And I always feel bad if I'm taking a long time on my yeah. turn because it's sometimes that happens. Like, I, I understand that happens with everybody's deck. There's going to be yeah. those turns where you're just like, oh, shit, there's like 50 triggers, you know, to do. And 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 I get it. But, man, when you're playing those decks, if someone new i can understand going slow that's fine but if, if you're someone who every deck you play is just solitaire it's like maybe you gotta rethink mm -hmm. your decks here or i don't know because I, I definitely have those decks where like when, when i was on your stream the 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 mono black deck my my, my yara deck yeah. the, there's times i don't want to play it because all it is is just too many fucking triggers to remember Yes. And, and so sometimes they just want to play a stupid beat up beat em up deck where just like all right. I got to think about is just turn the creatures and that's yes. about it. I don't want to think about it. I definitely understand that. I'm I definitely lean towards like just turn them right. See what happens. <laughs> it's fine. But like even like my my most recent game, I turned some creatures right and lost them because I didn't I thought that I had the commanding board state, but I didn't. And it was so sad. I think even the game that I played against the RC, I went ahead and let Adeline die. And I was playing um, my Rick deck, which is currently in pieces and probably won't oh, be no. rebuilt because, yeah. Um, but I let her die and I still went back. I went back and thought about it time and time and time and time again because you overthink things when you make mistakes. And it's like, if I let or live i might have won that game i won't say i would have i would have won that game oh, because yeah, it's Darcy and if like, i had just drawn maybe. this card i would have won but yeah but it was like <laughs> i would have 
I would have had a much more commanding board state for much longer if I had not made that mistake. So it's one of those things where I'm definitely, I've been thinking about ways to remind myself of certain board states or certain triggers. And I will keep saying this until Moxfield, the two people at Moxfield finally give in and make this happen. But I've been trying to figure out a way to uh, print out all of my triggers so that I can just have it next to my desk and be like, this trigger happens here and this trigger happens here. And I might just do it manually. But for right yeah. now, I've been using these little cards that come in your pre-release kits mm -hmm. and your commander kits. And I don't know what these cards are for. So if anybody out there can tell me, I don't know. But what I've been doing so is like, for example, cards. yeah, for example, when I have a card that has a trigger, this is Felidar Retreat. I will actually place my trigger card over the picture and you can still read the top. It makes it hard to scan. So yeah, I just, yeah. Know. It makes it hard to scan, but hmm. if you put it over the picture, I can, I know that it's a trigger. I don't know what the trigger is, but then I can say, oh, it's a landfall trigger. And maybe the answer I'm thinking this, I'm actually thinking off the fly is to make something this size that says landfall or ETB or you know, whatever the trigger is. Yeah, yeah, that that that'd be good, and you could color code them too, so that it doesn't get confusing. Like like copyrighted here and now five yes. twenty four twenty two. <laughs> queen of cardboard. My idea. Somebody pay me. <laughs> there you go. Like landfall triggers. It, it could say landfall. It'd be green. ETB mm -hmm. could be red. You know, whatever. Um, we have designed a product. <laughs> there you go. But yeah, that's that's what I was doing was trying to be like, all right, I can keep track of my triggers that way. So it's not maybe a bad that idea because it's especially if you're playing a deck with a lot of triggers like that. And um, yeah, because I definitely have those. We I think a lot of us do. Mm -hmm. It's a good idea. Yeah, I like absolutely. that. Absolutely. Well, the the, we the only downside, like you were saying is playing over spell table it covering the card and see the other player is not able to scan it huh i mean yeah. you could put it next to the card would that help well, but, but that would also clutter up I, your board too so what i do is like i'll what i did this one time that i did this thing that now i have an idea for that i'm gonna have a little bit of a moment with is i would play the card and say okay do you need to scan the card here's the card Eldar retreat, hold it, and then while it's on the stack, let everybody see it, know what they need to do with it, put it where it needs to be on the board, and then add the trigger button to it. Okay. Yeah, it, it's okay. still, which isn't bad. It, it's also. It's just for future. You kind of yeah. have to. And this is where, like, you really have to be able to talk to your table and not feel bad being like, what's on your board? What's on your board? What is that? And especially if someone's camera isn't great you i oh, already yeah, do that yeah. so like i'm already like hey uh sorry i forgot your entire board state what is that card and that card and that card and that card <laughs> um so yeah it's just one of those things where i think that it makes it easier for me to know what my deck is doing but sometimes it, you, you know you have like the benefit and the negative of anything yeah and i i think it'd be that would be great definitely for in person um mm -hmm. it, it's just trying to figure out how that would work in spell table because i like the idea of like you know you put it like how bobby christine does her like little 
thing. Yes. I, I love her little setup where she puts it in the stack or whatever. And so people can click on it and all that. But it, it's once you cover, it's also like you were saying where people, I, I still may need to click on that card because I forgot what it was after, you know, 50 cards later and I can't now. Yeah. So there's got, there's got to be a way. There's got to be a way. I'm thinking about it. We'll get yeah. there. Yeah. But I love the Ooh. idea, though, that you Thank have, you. like, the different triggers, landfall, ETB, whatever mm -hmm. the hell else. I, I don't know. Um, I'm going to figure it out. I'm already, like, in my brain, I'm like, there's an answer for this, and I'm going to figure it out for us. Yeah. Well, like, yeah, because, yeah. No, I like it. There's got to be an answer. <laughs> there will be. And, and plus with, yeah. I mean, hey, you never know. I mean, what what spell tables should do is similar stuff like what Bobby Christine and uh, what's her name? Lynn Frank. Lynn is Lynn is the person who started this. Yeah, who started that. Identifying portions of your board. I was actually thinking about this too. Like we're having a mat that's like, these are my enchantments, artifacts. These are my, you know, creatures. These are my lands. And this yeah, is because they have the play mats like, where it's like the graveyard, the main deck and exile, the exile but, yes. but now it'd be starting to get better where, you know, your lands go in front, like how Adria, mm -hmm. how Adria likes to do unicorn fluff. Cause she's yes. a menace. Um, yeah. Well, and like I even have like I'll take my old token cards. Like mm -hmm. so, this one reminds me that like spell cast will be on this side, and when I put my hand down, I'll put it down here, and I can also put a little dice here or a counter here that mm -hmm. tells you how many cards are in hand. Because I have a really bad habit, and I don't play enough competitive magic for people to call me out on this, but I have a very bad habit of picking up my hand and putting it somewhere else or putting it down or losing it. I've lost my hand, my what? hand, in a game <laughs> because, listen, all you see of my desk is, like, this space yeah, right I, here I just see, I just camera. see your face, really. I don't see but anything. Like, but, like, my desk is this like all the way over here. I, I do see and then some of the boxes the of magic over cards. Here. Yeah. Uh, my desk is very large and there's a lot of stuff on it. And um, that, that makes sense. My, my kids makes... and my family, um, my husband like to put things on my desk. If it's mine, it goes on my desk. And I, if it's mine, I put it on my desk. And then my desk is just sense. the catch all for all the things. And in those moments when my fruit fly attention span is gone, I am looking over here at Twitter or I'm looking at cards or I'm building a deck while playing magic because that's how my brain works. And then my <laughs> hand is, I don't know where that. Okay. So that makes sense. It's cause yeah. it, it's, I, 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 I'm definitely a little bit more organized. Like I, I have these, these loose magic cards on my desk like right now and th that's it and it's driving me crazy that i they're not put away somewhere like so I, right here is my keyboard behind <laughs> my keyboard i just found a brush for warhammer figures next to my keyboard is a stack of moho 2 then i've got moho my drink. 2 yeah, Modern Horizons. Oh, oh, I've never heard it called that before. <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is Moho 2? <laughs> um, I have a box like of well, of these thingies. Um, oh, the, the, life, the life, yeah, the life 
I have Mills. my Ur Dragon deck because it uh, is not all together, and I figured at this point I'll wait until uh, this next set comes yes. out. So you it's got sorry so many good it. dragons. I have junk mail. I have empty boxes. I have uh, I don't any star. I've got a play mat that I need to send to someone who won it during the Magic Mental Health stream. Like, and I will. This will get really bad for like two or three weeks. And I think we're as I'm talking about it. I'm like I think we're at that point. Um, and then I will go crazy and clean everything, but not like the yeah. entire house. Like one room will be just spotless because I will have lost my shit and now I have to clean it all. And then I get tired, so I only make it through one room and then we're in this like woo woo woo. So yeah. No, no, I, I totally get you. It's you know what helps um with all the magic stuff, like what really helps. Um, especially reducing all the stuff you have is when you're forced to sell your collection. <laughs> no! <laughs> and I'm only saying that because I, I see all those binders you got back there. Holy shit. That was me two years ago. And then okay. our great so, American healthcare system forced yeah. me to sell so much shit. And last year uh. forced me to sell the rest of the shit. So those binders, let me tell you about my bulk collection back there. That is a every set that has come out in the past year and a half. There's a binder back there for them. And I have another binder for random cards, which is ones that I haven't purchased enough of. But yeah. I keep a library of magic cards for four different people. We go in together. Oh, yeah, we yeah, yeah. That's together. right. That's right. Yeah. yeah. And then um, we keep up to an entire play set of any one set. So, and then it's up to me to sell those cards back to the LGS or teach CG. Or if I pull a really good card, I sold one on Twitter that somebody purchased for like $150. And I was like, wow. <laughs> you should um, hashtag sponsored look into cardsphere.com. It's a uh, really, re no, I, and uh, honestly, no. I, I do use them too before I got sponsored. They're really great trading card website. Yeah, I actually know about them because Unicorn Fluff is sponsored by them yes. as well. And um, I, I'll I, be I've, honest, I've built I cubes forgot about them. Yeah, so, I forgot so, about them, but I keep reminding myself to check them out. So so the, the way that you sell the cards or, or like what you're talking about, you sell the card. So I've got a buddy who's coming with me to Philadelphia. He is like deep into magic and all that stuff too, mm. deep collector. And when I introduced him to Cardsphere, he freaking loved it because he'll, it's it's a great website to get rid of the bulk. Like, especially those one to $2 rares that, you know, you're only going to get like 10 cents if you bring it to an LGS or something like that. And, right. you know, and just... I, obviously it's good for more expensive stuff, but depending on what you're trying to sell, you may want to do that in person too. Yeah, um, for sure. But yeah, I just recommend checking them out. They're I will. Great. Thank you. Yeah, no problem. Awesome. But, um, oh shoot, what were we talking about? Oh yeah, Magic Bulk. Um, <laughs> magic Bulk. Yeah, just, um, yeah, just 
have have a huge emergency that you're like, oh fuck, <laughs> I got, I, I I need like ten grand on me right now. <laughs> I don't think that's worth ten grand, but if it ever is, check your bulk. Oh my gosh! So it, it's so funny. Like so, when um, so I had the binders where I'd keep that, and then I'd have um, I had how many hotel boxes full of just common uncommon crap the last time i went mm -hmm. through it before i had to get rid of it all i found a lion's eye diamond out of it i found um oh wow like yeah. shit ton of ashnod's altars um fuck i don't know how many urzatron lands and all that and just like and it's shit that i've had for years and years and years that just never cared about you know what i mean yeah but yeah when they say check your bulk holy shit check your bulk like j just even within the past year, if you bought a whole bunch of Adventures of Forgotten Realm stuff, Deadly Dispute, it's like, what, a $10 card now? Mm -hmm. and it's a common? Mm -hmm. It's more like a rare common. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But um, Wow. So what else did you want to ask me? Um, Good question. It's, uh, I don't know, how's life going? How's it <laughs> doing? <laughs> it's a loaded question, I know. I'm I'm here, you know, I'm uh I'm taking one day at a time. I will say that someone recently surprised me when I was really deep into it and spiraling out of control, which happens sometimes. Um they took the time to not only recognize that maybe I wasn't in the best place mentally, but also to just ask me a simple question and that question at the time was, what's your favorite card from this set so far? And I'm very smart, I like to think. So I recognized it immediately. I was like, I see you. <laughs> but it was so appreciated that I allowed myself to go on that ride and take myself out of that spiral and answer the question and just sit in the joy that can be magic. And it reminded me in a, in a simple question why I continue to do this and that the numbers don't matter, that the community and the people that care do, and that winning games isn't, you know, what I'm about personally, but rather about having people that have your back and care enough to say, hey, what's your favorite magic card? And, uh, it, it is something special getting into this because it's I've met so many great people doing this someone like yourself I've met lifelong friends since I've started like like one of my really good friends that I met out of this um uh, we've we both started content at like the same time total MTG over in England um we both got the name Matt so he's like the Matt you know he's my brother from another mother um <laughs> and it, it's like let's say w without ever stepping into this i would have never met him or e even like the other dozens of people and all that stuff and that's what i love about this yeah. community that's what i love about content creation something that you just got to remember that there's going to be friendships now that you and i have made that's going to last you know for Absolutely. a long time yeah and even though and i think for me my magic streaming journey started with unicorn fluff we have not played a game in months i still think about her and i still am grateful to her for opening her doors with her community and allowing me a space 
to just exist. Well, you need to rectify that. You need to play with her again and make sure you target her first and tell her that Zuby said to do it because <laughs> <laughs> and don't let her play her Yarrick deck. Oh, goodness. <laughs> her stupid Thassa's Oracle wind deck. <laughs> let Just only let her play her Ren and Siri dog and cat deck. That's it. No, I'm Listen, joking. Listen, <laughs> I love Ren and Siri. Yeah, yeah, no, that's like one of her fair decks. Yeah. No, but yeah, and Unicorn Fluff is great, though. Very sweet. But yeah, so, I, I mean, what's your favorite magic card? My favorite magic card of all time? Oh. Oh. Yeah. Okay, yeah, Snapcaster Mage. He is the card that made me fall in love with Modern. Okay, Doing cool. Lightning Bolt, Snapcaster Mage, Lightning Bolt. What about you? Ooh. I am going to have to say that I have a couple favorites, but I'm going to go over here into like these things that I always want to build and haven't built yet. And right now I am in love with Morophon the Boundless. Where's my, there's my camera. Morophon the Boundless. Oh, first and Modern Horizons. Yeah, I'm definitely a moho player. Um, I'm definitely a five color player, but in my world, Morophon is a unicorn. <laughs> is it unicorn tribal? It, it will be unicorn tribal. That's and the reason awesome. I had to go with Morophon instead of like Lathiel or Emil is because there are a few unicorn cards out there that are not green or white. Um, oh, okay. So I so I had to. Um, is there enough unicorns sure. to support that? I, I I mean I I've never even looked up how many unicorns there are. We are not going to worry about that. Oh okay. Okay. <laughs> Again, hey. it's not about winning. It's just about making a deck that does a thing. Oh, I'm I'm right there with you. It's um <laughs> I, I've got a buddy Baltan, um. He, he tried to make Flag Bearer Tribal happen in EDH. I, I, do you know what Flag Bearer does? I have no idea, but it sounds it, fun. It, it's an old-ass mechanic from, I don't even remember what set. But so Flag Bearer does where if you have, like, creatures on the board and I try to, like, use Lightning Bolt to kill one of your creatures, it has to go to the Flag Bearer instead. So it, it was oh. an, an interesting little tribal deck where you'd want to kill his main commander, but he'd have flag bearers to protect his commander. So you'd either have to do like board wipes or, you know, a crap ton of targeted spells. Yeah, for sure. Try to kill. It, it was fun, though. But there's there's only like five flag bearer cards altogether, I think. So listen, in the process of building this Woober deck, the whole concept wasn't just like five colors or like all the good. I know like a lot of people build five color and they're like five color good stuff. And then they put in yeah. blue cards and they put in white cards and they put in green cards. And it's just like the best cards of every color. This deck was meant to be Wooberg as in it has to support all five colors in some way, whether yeah. or all things. So the only cards in there that aren't, Wooberg cards are like very specifically all this or all that or I think I've got some board wipes in there but it's like all creatures so like it still fits that everything deck idea yeah. 
Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. It's I started trying to slowly brew a Tom Hanks EDH deck um, using Garth One-Eye as the commander because he sort of looks like Robert Langdon uh, at Tom Hanks plays in Da Vinci Code. Mm-hmm. Similar yep, to I it. know, I know that, yeah. And I got the idea from your Discord when you... I don't remember what it was, but you did you did that I Tom Hanks that gift. Tom Hanks meme, yeah. Yeah, and I'm just like, oh shit, I want to do a Tom Hanks EDH deck now because, like, how many crazy characters has Tom Hanks played throughout the years? And listen, if if Wilson does not make it into that deck, I'm oh, gonna be he, real he, disappointed. Oh, he he's already in the deck. Like, it, it's I I've only <laughs> I, I I've only got like five cards so far. Like I have, you've got to get like an altar of him, like holding the volleyball. Yes, yes, I, that's what I need to do. So, <laughs> I, I've got I've got Norn the Wary and Valakut Molten Pinnacle for Joe versus the volcano. Um, I've got uh, Aradara Express, the the artifact vehicle from Kaladesh, mm-hmm. the for the Polar Express, for that one because it kind of looks like the train from Polar Express. Um, then Heart of Kieran was like the only I could only think of um, when Tom Hanks played that Sully pilot that had to land the plane mm-hmm. in the Houston or Hudson River. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember that. And th- that that's about it so far. It's it, it's a very slow in progress when I feel like looking through thousands of magic cards to try to find <laughs> Tom Hanks related ones. I love it. But it, I mean, it'll be god awful. But I don't care. It's, it's not. It's I, not I think it's going to be worth it. Yes. But so, as we wrap things up here, it is almost two hours. Holy crap! Um, it's flown by. And yeah. as we wrap things up here, is there anything else you want to shout out or say before we get out, or where people can find you? Um. I would like people to find the community of cardboard. They can find that at community of card, twitter.com slash community card or community of cardboard.com. We actually have a website that is slowly coming together. Um, And I just want people to remember that it's not all about one person. It's about building a community and playing a game that you like, you enjoy, that it doesn't have to be this thing where you are getting worn out or not being happy or getting burnt out because of people not playing the way that you want to play. Oh, nice. I like that. A- yeah. Anything else you want to say or. See you in Richmond. Uh, you won't see me. Let's say live stream. You don't know. I might get like, a picture of your face and I'll just oh, carry shit. it on a stick. Like, and they'll just be like, who the fuck is that? <laughs> I'm like, this Zuby, he's my buddy. All right. Well, hey, that'd be much appreciated. But, um, all right. Well, thank you again for coming on. I'm glad you took time out of your night to come chat with me about, God, we talked about everything. Like I said, we, we talked magic, but, you know, there's a lot of other stuff we talk about too. And that's the beauty of this podcast for me. Is just getting well, to chat with awesome me. people. Well, you're welcome. Yeah. Thank you for coming on. Um, I hope you have a great night and have fun Absolutely. in Richmond. Have fun in Florida. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah. If you can't see, well, if you're not watching the video, you're just gonna see my face. Like, mm. it's. I, I'm so glad I work from home now, where I don't have to interact with Florida on a daily basis anymore. <laughs> oh goodness. Yeah. It's fine. Everything is fine. Sure. All right. Sure. Till next time. Yes. All right. Have a good night. You too. Bye. Hey, everybody. Thank you all for listening to the show. I hope you all enjoyed it as much as I did. Uh, thank you again, Beth, for taking you know time out of your night to come chat with me about well everything. Um, really enjoyed it. I really like what you're doing, and I hope you all did too, the audience. Uh, and definitely go check her out and see what she's doing with her stream and her community and all that good stuff. So thank you all again. Uh, don't forget that I will be at Command Fest Philadelphia at June 24th through the 27th. I'm hoping to see some of you all there and play some Commander as well too. Get some games of Magic in. And yeah, so thank you again and hope you all have a great night.